0: Nobody asked you, Kevin! Welcome back to Nobody Asked You, Kevin. This is episode 33 of the podcast. We have about 10 days until Christmas. It'll be here before you know it. Ho, 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 ho! Oh, hell yeah! And if you know me, you know that I love horror movies, and I especially love Christmas horror movies. So I figured it was time for a 10 minute movie review. And today we are talking about the 2019 horror film that just premiered, Black Christmas, and I'm going to spoil the fuck out of this new film, so let's sound the spoiler alarm now. Spoilers. Okay, so if you know horror films, then you know Black Christmas, and we have to talk about the original 1974 Canadian slasher movie. It is a slasher film produced and directed by Bob Clark, who later went on to do another Christmas classic, albeit horrifying in its own way, A Christmas Story. Uh, The 1974 film stars Olivia Hussey, Margot Kidder, Andrea Martin, Marion Waldman, and the great John Saxon. The story itself is inspired a bit by the old urban legend, The Babysitter and the Man Upstairs. So you know, the story about a teenage girl, she's babysitting some children, she receives telephone calls from a stalker who continually asks her to check the children. Turns out, the calls were coming from the inside of the house. The guy was upstairs and had just massacred the children and wanted to lure the babysitter upstairs so he could kill her as well. You can actually find a version of that urban legend in the first Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark book from 1981, and in that book it's actually titled The Babysitter. The 1974 film was released on October 11th, 1974 in Canada, and on December 20th, so just before Christmas in the United States, the budget for the original film was about $620,000, so pretty dang low budget, and it made about $4 million at the box office. The legacy of Black Christmas, it, it, it's looked at as kind of like the grandfather of all slasher movies. So John Carpenter was heavily influenced by Black Christmas when he made Halloween and released it in 1978. The 74 film currently has a fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes. It has a 70% critics rating and a 75% audience score. On IMDb, it's rated a 7.2 out of 10. Not too shabby for an old horror film. So, Black Christmas was remade in 2006. Uh, that version increases the blood and gore by about 10,000% and changes the story around quite a bit. Um, the original was not that gory at all. Um, the 2006 version, I'm not going to talk a lot here because it wasn't critically well received. It Though it made $21.5 million dollars, On about a nine million dollar budget, but it's not again, it's not well received. It's currently at a 15% rotten rating on Rotten Tomatoes by critics and a 38% audience score. So, it's not a good film at all. I don't recommend wasting your time watching it. There are a lot of good stories to be told about this original 1974 film. As I said, not so much about the remake in 2006, not not so many good stories about that, but the 74 film is where it's at. But we're we're not necessarily here to talk about the 74 film, the 2006 film. Let's talk about the 2019 version of Black Christmas. So let's jump into this with the trailer for the movie. I'm excited to spend the break with you guys. I'm gonna go get Christmas lights for the dinner decor. Uh, Do Christmas lights expire? Sorry. We shouldn't have let her go back by herself. She's fine. fine. Come on, live a little. No, 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 wait. wait. Some of my roommates are missing. If I were missing, I'd want you to unleash the bloodhounds and track me down. (laughs) We were at the DKO fraternity last night. Still creating problems, huh, right? I will bring you... To your knees. with the wrong sisters the 2019 version of black christmas um, which was released on december 13th 2019 so just a couple of days ago and it coincides with friday the 13th Um, it's written by sofia to and april wolf and directed by to and released by bloomhouse productions so I think we all know Jason Bloom and Blumhouse Productions. The only thing I know about Sophia Tical was uh, she was an actor in the first VHS film. Uh, the specific segment she was an actor in was titled Second Honeymoon. And then she also directed the, uh, the uh, uh, Hulu series, Into the Dark, horror anthology series. She directed the uh, New Year, New You episode, so the New Year's episode of uh, Into the Dark, which... I absolutely loved, I loved that Into the Dark Horror Anthology series. Some episodes are hit or miss, but I liked that New Year, New You episode. And from everything I found out about April Wolf, I don't know a lot about her. There's not a lot lot out there you can find out about her, but she's a podcaster. She hosts the Who Shot You podcast and the Switchblade Sisters podcast. Never listened to them. They seem to be well-received. So, I, I mean, they seem to be good podcasts. But I, I've never listened to them myself. This 2019 film had a budget of $5 million. So, again, it's a Bloomhouse production, so everything has a pretty much like a 5 to $10 million budget range. Uh, the movie itself stars Imogene Poots, uh, who we saw... Before and V for Vendetta, 28 Weeks Later, Fright Night, The Need for Speed Movie, Green Room. She was in the Art for of self self defense movie. I think she's great in everything I've ever seen her in. It also stars Lily Donahue, Elise Shannon, Brittany O'Grady, Caleb Eberhardt, and Carrie Ellis, who I think we all know in some way, whether it's The Princess Bride, Hot Shots, Robin Hood Men Tights. Uh, let's see, Kiss the Girls, and Saw, among many, many other things he's always I mean that he's ever been in. The 2019 film currently has a cinema score rating of D+. You heard that right, D+. On IMDb, its rating is 3.1 out of 10. It's rated Rotten on Rotten Tomatoes with a 44% critics rating out of 62 ratings and 29% audience score. So this movie is not being well-received at all. It's not as bad as the, the, the 2006 uh, remake, but it's not being rated well and received well by critics or audiences. And there's probably reasons for that, and we'll get into this. This 2019 film has a completely different storyline than the original. Really, when we, when we break this down just for a few minutes... When you get down to it, the only things that are similar between the two movies are that it takes place at Christmas time and it involves a sorority house. That is it. Everything else in these two movies are completely different. So if you go back to the 1974 film, there is one killer and we never see his face. Again, remember, I am spoiling all of these movies. So in the 74 film, there's one killer, we never see his face, we only hear his name, which is, he's named Billy, we don't know who it is, we don't know why he is doing what he is doing, there is no motive given, all of, the, all of this basically makes it more creepy. The killer, Billy, phones the women and talks pretty vulgar to them. He makes animal noises. There's heavy breathing. He squeals. He screams. The calls are fucking creepy. And they stay with you over time. The very first call in the movie that that Billy, when Billy calls the women and they answer the phone, it's a legitimately frightening call. He stays in the attic of the uh, sorority house and comes out and stalks the women over time. He calls them. But you, again, you never see him specifically. You never see his face. In the 2019 remake of Black Christmas, all of this is thrown out the window. There's a fraternity involved. There's black magic in the in the occult involved for some god-awful reason. And again, I'm going to completely spoil the plot of the movie. A fraternity at Hawthorne College, where this movie takes place, Hawthorne College, essentially, the fraternity essentially uncovers a plot which was cooked up by Caleb Hawthorne the school's founder and black magic dabbler. So the plot is basically um, that Caleb Hawthorne was going to use magic and some weird black tar goo to pre- pretty much keep unruly women in check. That's it. The goo basically allows the spirit of Caleb Hawthorne to possess fraternity pledges, and then s- then they're sent out, kind of like they're brainwashed, to murder women who the fraternity has deemed out of line. And the possessed pledges need some sort of token from the out of line women so that they can locate the women to kill them. In this story, the women eventually fight back. They break the the Caleb Hawthorne bust, um, which then breaks the possession of the pledges. Uh, The women set the place the fraternity house on fire and they lock the frat brothers inside and leave them to burn to death. The end. Like I said, this is a completely different film than what we saw in Black Christmas 74. The 2019 film, honestly, should not be called Black Christmas at all. It's an insult to the original 74 film to call it Black Christmas. Maybe call it a remake of, I don't know, 1983's House on Sorority Row, or something similar. But even then, it would be an insult to the original House on Sorority Row movie, to even think this is even anywhere close to that. This is so completely different, story-wise. It it, it blows my mind. Another thing, the original 1974 film was also rated R. As a slasher movie should be. The 19 film was rated PG-13. And don't get me wrong. Do not get me wrong here. PG-13 ratings has its place in horror. That is undisputable or indisputable. Some of my favorite horror films are PG-13 rated. So when you look at PG-13 rated movies that I love that are horror movies, The Ring, Insidious, The Grudge, Happy Death Day, Drag Me to Hell, which I think is very underrated. Black Christmas itself should never be PG-13. and it, It's almost like the nineteen film was actually filmed to be rated R, but it was changed or something, I don't know, during test screenings or something to be PG-13. And I think it really shows in the movie because when you actually look at all the kill scenes in the movie, many, if not all of those kill scenes are abruptly cut short and it's very, very noticeable it's choppy, it's sloppy, that kind of rhymes. Uh, These sorts of, of slasher movies don't need to be gory to be good. I mean, look at the original Halloween, the 1978 Halloween. That is not a real gory movie. The 74 Black Christmas movie is not gory in any way. Hell, even when you look at 1996 Scream, which is rated R, there is some gore there, but there is not a heck of a lot of gore there. So, I'm going to maintain that any movie sh- that is shot as rated R, which I think this really was, but cut down to PG-13, that sort of movie will not work in the horror genre. And it doesn't work in any other sort of genres either. really good example of this is if you look at 2018's rated R Deadpool 2. And then you look at Once Upon a Deadpool, which was the PG 13 cut of the rated R Deadpool 2. That movie did not work well at all, and it really showed. Movies written and shot to be rated R and then cut down to PG 13 will not be good, period. So, as for Black Christmas 74, let's just look at one scene, because I think this scene, when you really, I mean, when you. If you haven't watched this movie, go watch it. But if you have seen this movie, this scene in particular really kind of is a good example of how the rated R Black Christmas, while it doesn't have gore, it is a legitimate scary slasher film. So that one scene in particular is the scene where Billy, the killer, sneaks into Barb's room. Barb is played by Margot Kidder, and he kills her with a crystal unicorn horn. Um, the timing of that scene is perfect. I mean, it's impeccable. The Christmas carolers that are um, singing a song at the entry of the sorority house, um, the timing of the scene, like I said, is impeccable. There is no gore, though. There is absolutely no gore. Zero gore. But there is extreme suspense. There is creepiness. It's an extremely well-executed, for lack of a better term, kill scene. The writing of this film is also mediocre at best scenes jump back and forth dialogue is cheesy and schlocky it's it it attempted to handle and provide commentary on social issues such as the me too movement rape culture toxic masculinity all extremely important topics to address it is much needed to talk about those topics I mean, you're not going to have me say anything else than that. Those topics are important to address. But the way it's handled in this movie is laughable at best. This is some serious subject matter. And it can be way, made to uh, work in a slasher environment. But it was handled in a way that it almost felt that it was a parody or satire. Which is kind of crazy to me. I mean, hell, in the original Black Christmas film, One of the major subplots involved abortion. And who has the right to make the choice to abort a fetus? Again, one of the major plot points of the 74 Black Christmas was a woman fighting for her right to choose to have an abortion while her controlling boyfriend basically flipped out on her because he didn't have a say in that choice. When you look at the environment that said the 74 film came out, it came out in 74. Well, what happened in 73? Roe vs. Wade happened in the United States in 73. Politics and social commentary has always been found in film, has always been found in horror films, and can easily work very well in a horror film. But in in this film, it just didn't work. And like I said, it came off as almost parody or satire. And I could be extremely wrong here. I'm wrong in a lot of things in life, wrong every day. But I don't think the writers and directors wanted this movie to be seen as parody or satire. The, the, the messages in the movie came off as very manufactured and basically as a way to make money off of the current societal movements. Again, that's not what I think the director and the writers wanted to convey. But unfortunately, it was interpreted as such by me, and it seems like it's being interpreted that way by a lot of people, critics and viewers alike. And I've seen other reviewers of this film use the term ham-fisted. Um, uh, Kim, over at uh, Nightmare and Film Street, used this term specifically while describing the, uh, the handling of the social commentary. And that is an exact, great word to describe it. Ham-fisted. Incompetent, bungling, inept, clumsy Go find your thesaurus And look up what ham-fisted means And other synonyms Because it is every one of those I've seen a lot of reviews Banging on this film For even handling these societal issues Whether it's Me Too Or rape culture, toxic masculinity Getting political But don't bang on this film For getting political Or for handling those issues Never do that as I said, horror has always been political. Movies have always been political, but there are good ways to go about handling these topics. And I despise this film for the way it handled those issues. So, I think I've, I've kind of I think you know where I'm going to go with my rating on this film. What is my rating for this film? I'm giving Black Christmas 2019 a Nobody Asked You Kevin rating of loathe entirely. Hate, 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 double hate. Entirely. It is not a good movie. It is pretty much straight-up trash garbage of a movie. As a slasher film, it doesn't work. As a commentary on society and some very important issues, it doesn't work. I don't recommend watching the movie at all. Don't see the movie in the theater. There is no need to see this on a streaming service like Netflix or Hulu or as a rental on Redbox. I don't know how much money this 2019 film is going to make... But as of the recording of this episode, it's being projected to make about $4.5 million on its opening weekend, which is down from what they were initially projecting, about 10 to $12 million on opening weekend. And the only thing for this is you've got to remember it's a Bloomhouse film. So that's the only thing it really has going for it is it has a very small budget, which was reported to be about $5 million. I don't see it making much more than its, than its budget. Um, and again... Look, I'm a straight white guy. I, maybe the movie wasn't targeted to me. Maybe I'm not the target audience of this film. But the one thing I do know is I know good horror. And this is not good horror. And that's the bottom line. Why? Because those Stone Cold go so. thank you very much, you son of a bitch. To reach me on Twitter, follow at Forensic Guy, which is my personal Twitter feed. Or the show's feed at, at AskedKevin. On Facebook, you can find the show at the Nobody Asked You Kevin podcast page or send me an email message at nobodyaskedyoukevin@gmail.com. at gmail.com. If you can, please leave a review at Apple Podcasts. It really does help with building the listenership of the show and getting exposure for the show. So until next time, my friends, the only thing I'm going to leave you with here is save yourself some time. Go watch the original 74 Black Christmas forget about the 2006 version of Black Christmas, and definitely forget about the 2019 version of Black Christmas. The 74 film is a classic and the perfect slasher movie. It has atmosphere. It has music. It's shot extremely well. The use of color and lighting is near perfect in the movie. It's spooky. It has a tremendous villain. There is almost no gore in the movie. The killings are disturbingly shot in such a way that there is no need for gore no nudity, no sex, just good old-fashioned horror. Much love to all of you. Peace.